Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we try our to outserve our fellow coffee shop owners one delicious cup and treat at a time in FICA. Next up, we partner up aiming for smooth takeoffs and soft landings in Sky Team. And lastly, friends become enemies as we face off for control of ancient magic in Wizards of the Grimoire. I'm your host, Celeste DeAngelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hi, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, ready to game. And Mike Grenier. Let's cinnamon roll. Our first game up this week is FICA, designed by Quibus Game Design, published by Board Game Circus and 25th Century Games in 2022. Number of players, two, ages 10 and up, playtime, 20 minutes. Okay, Mikey, what's in the box? The cover of the box shows us a scene inside a delightfully warm and inviting bakery, enticing us inside with a slice of jelly-layered cheesecake and a steaming cup of coffee. Mm, it's making me hungry all over again. <laughs> uh, when we step in, we see 30 cards and three suit tokens. Nice and simple. That's it. That's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this has a bold flavor or is weak tea, Evan, brew us up some rules. Fike is a card game where players are street cafe owners trying to out-earn the, competi the competition by skillfully arranging cards in your own cafe and manipulating those of your opponent. <laughs> so, Fika, it's an integral part of Swedish life, and it's much more than just a coffee break. It's about making space in your daily life to chat over a hot drink as you nibble delicious pastries. Each round is made up of two phases. You first determine the primary and secondary suit colors for the round, and then you start playing your cards. To play, choose one card from your hand simultaneously and put it face down in front of you. Reveal your chosen card simultaneously and place cards into your cafe, respecting the order of initiative and choose whether to resolve their effects. At the end of the round, review your cafe from left to right to see which objectives have been fulfilled. Each card has one objective, which earns you coins if you have the card in your cafe and if you fulfill its requirements. If a group card has been placed in front of a card, that card's coin reward is either doubled or tripled, depending on which half of the group points towards you. Get them customers. Yep. Add up all the coins you've earned from your objectives, and if you've earned the most coins, you win the round and receive a tip card. The first player to receive two tip cards is the winner. Congratulations, winner. Your cafe is winner. the FICA-ist cafe in town. Most FICA <laughs> spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> we played this uh, in we played this on BGA. And did you guys play it in person as well? Uh, I don't think I, I didn't play it in person. I have a copy of it, but I actually got to have not been able to play it in person yet. I, I only, see. I, I see. only played it online. Okay, so what do we think of the look of this game? I think the art has a very nice soothing quality to it. The colors are really soft. It almost gives me like a watercolor vibe on the, the look. Mm, yeah, the edges are soft. The colors are like blown out. They they made sure to put like the little shiny marks on the jelly and the steam coming off of stuff. So yeah, it's 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 soft and inviting. Cozy. Yeah, yeah cozy. Cozy. Right cozy it's a good word. <laughs> Cafe-ish. Well, well done. Yep. Yeah, definitely. You could you would see this art hanging in a cafe, sure. Definitely. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
Just and more it definitely pastry. made me feel like I, I can have a piece of cake right now. Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm hungry, and then, too. It's early today. <laughs> there's also this center alley of cards, right? In which, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it depicts a cobblestone little path with uh, mm-hmm. some plants and mm-hmm. a little cat walking down the alley and stuff. So that's a nice little aesthetic. Yeah, I've never been anywhere in Europe, but I uh, this is what I imagine it to look like when you're walking <laughs> down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you put your groups in the middle, mm-hmm. as if they showed up to your shop. Yeah, right. you're kind of right. putting them across from each other, like the yeah, street I think divides. Like the idea the is you put your stuff in the sh- uh, across, away from each other in the, in the, in the different shops. I think, yeah. All right, don't, let yeah, don't let the pleasant pictures fool you. This is a game in which you are trying to have your component, have your opponent close their shop. Yes, and <laughs> and you're definitely messing with your opponent on the other side of the street. Oh man, you are. Yes. Yeah. So how did that play out, Ed? Uh, was it a little complicated to learn how to do that at first? Has the symbol with the symbology? There's a lot of it on these cards. There are a bit of symbology on the card. I, I did of course have to read the the, the you know the guide for a little bit for understand it. But once I've seen they have a certain theme to the symbol, so once you've seen them a couple of times, you understand the language fairly easily. Now, understanding how to make the best use of the card, I think, kind of took half the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It took me forever. to. I mean, by the by the time the game was over, I kind of was able to figure out, like, a strategy. But, but it's really hard to formulate any kind of strategy in this game because your opponents are just swiping and messing with your cards. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, yeah. the first couple things you do are almost pointless compared to what you do on the last one. Like, If you want to make the most of this game the first time through, you will need to play very slowly, Mm -hmm. very slowly. I think Evan and I went through it fairly quickly, but that was, I think we were focused on learning the symbology because we didn't do much messing with each other. So Mm. Ed and Mike, you guys had a lot of that going on? Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of conflict between me and Ed. He he made all my plans sadly collapse. Well, there, there are definitely cards that allow you to swap sides on it, too. Mm. So it's like, oh, Mikey had this thing, and they're right next to each other, and they're perfect things. We can go make five bucks, and then I go, well, that would actually be better, good for my, no, no, uh, one, two, three combo. So I'll yeah. get that and make eight bucks. Yeah. Well, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily that good for your combo, but definitely better you having it than me having it, for sure. Right. And to be clear, you can literally take it from your opponent's shop. It's not mm-hmm. like you're blocking by buying it out of a, a you know, out of a shopping area. You're oh, yeah. taking no. it from them when, when they've already established it. Right. They put it out there, and then I mean that 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 kind of makes it a weird going first and second because sometimes you want first because you want to trigger something, but sometimes you want to be second so that your opponent's less likely to manipulate you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're literally switching sides of, you know, I have a strategy. I set up these cards. Nowhere is safe on this board. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't quite. Uh, the 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 challenge for me was figuring out how to place the groups. Um, it, it seemed to me that a couple of cards told me I could place groups and then I would prepare to place groups. But then that never came to fruition. How did you guys find placing the groups? Because you as a player get to place them throughout the game. And putting groups in front of your cards is how you can earn extra money. I mean, I did manage to pull it off. I, I can't say exactly how easy or <laughs> hard it was. Right. You know, I think it, it, it's a combination of 
um, having the right cards in your hand and your opponent not screwing those plans up once right. you formulated it. Yeah, it's like more complicated than you expect. It's like, oh, right. you get mm-hmm. this card says I can place a group. Yay. And then it's like, psych, you have to do this other thing first. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and like, you don't, don't even ex- realize it. You, you can't really plan your board state at the beginning of your turn. <laughs> right. You almost have to be able to be flexible to be able to get points at the end of the round. Yes, I agree with my, that, Mike. I had to look at the six cards of which five of them were going to be played mm-hmm. and say, all right, I, I, yes, I can get this point combination, but if things go awry, then I'm going to go to plan B. Do this one, I get a couple right. You definitely needed a plan B, maybe even a plan C. Yeah. Now, when, I, when we played on Board Game Arena, we were asked to choose a primary suit and a secondary suit. Uh, why it, does that matter in this game? Tie breaking only because we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> you know, we were like, you know, when we think of primary suit, we were thinking of bridge where the primary suit really does matter. It's the Trump suit and right, so like forth. Right, like the Trump suit. Yeah. Right. So we we were like, what? What? What is this? So yeah. okay. So it's only strictly for tie breaking. Got it. Yeah. Things right. are so tight um, in this game. You need yeah, tiebreakers. You're comparing values, uh, and a lot of times it's a relatively small number spread. If you're comparing mm-hmm. values and they're the same, in order way to break that tie is having that that primary secondary thing. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like with all the pictures of pastry in the streets and all that, I didn't get the feeling that I was walking down a relaxing like street looking for my favorite pastry in the window. <laughs> you know, I felt like some kind of weird, like, like almost like backhanded battle going on. Like, yeah, well, you're you're not the consumer. Yeah, you're not the customer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're not the customer at a coffee shop. You're you're the you're slaving away in the you're, kitchen, sweating the, about. Oh yeah, the, but the but I'm seeing. Owner. But like I, I'm thinking, like you know, there's no there's no art to indicate the stress level <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, true, anything, true. I agree. If anything, the the game has a very chill look to it, uh-huh. and the fact that there is that little bit of you no know, spiteful competitiveness to it, yeah, is a little like whoa, okay, I didn't I didn't I didn't know if we're getting into a knife fight. <laughs> right. Exactly. Who knew the beautiful world of F- of FICA was so cutthroat <laughs> behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like behind the scenes at a beauty contest or something. Oh, right. Of course. Mm-hmm. All you and see all is saying. the beauty on the stage yeah. and not yeah. like what happened to yeah, get not all the yeah. scratching yeah. that goes on. Like this behind. delicious cinnamon roll. Oh, I'm just going to go over to the other store and steal it. I'm <laughs> right. cooking cinnamon right. rolls this morning. Right, I smashed your window front so that people wouldn't want, you know, like, it's like <laughs> or I stole your cinnamon or whatever. <laughs> oh, right, I know it's just brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, though. It is really just the front end you're looking at in this mm-hmm. in this game. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury FICA. What say you, Evan? FICA comes off as a light game, but upon playing, I realized there was a lot more here that meets the eye. Mm. Therefore, I'm going to have to come back and play it again now that I actually know all the rules. Dig it up. Mike? Well, I definitely enjoyed the look of this game. It felt inviting and friendly. Um, The simplicity of the components, just cards. But the feeling I got from the game was the opposite. It was just frustration for me (laughs) and people stealing my stuff. So (laughs) I'm going to bury it. Ed? Uh, FICA, it's a very nice looking game and it plays quick. It gives you tactical puzzles to manipulate it. So, I mean, it's not a full course meal of deep strategy, but <laughs> I'll dig this up for a nice short game during your coffee break. A strategy tea break 
Yeah. <laughs> Strategy coffee break. <clears throat> there is a bit of a learning curve. Um, and I can believe thematically that a coffee shop um, has its share of in-depth industry knowledge that, you know, you're trying to keep secret from other people and so forth. Um, and that it could be cutthroat for sure. But I did feel with like Mikey, I felt there was a cognitive dissonance between what we were looking at <laughs> and what we were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that regard, it wasn't really for me. So I'm going to bury it as well. What are your favorite fixes for a coffee break? Let us know. We are at Which Game First on all social media. Hey guys, what's going on with Which Game First? Uh, Monday nights, of course, is Which Game First game night. We play a game live and we invite you to come along and watch the action as it unfolds. We're learning the new games and exploring and we want you to explore with us. That takes place on Monday nights at 8 o'clock. East Coast time of the United States. And we do all sorts of things with you. Not only are we playing the game and learning the game, but we're interacting with you, the viewer. We're playing trivia with you at the same time. It's a game within a game. So eight o'clock Monday nights, which game first is live. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've got some friends out there that are still designing games, you know, like so you're going to see some new stuff on the market soon. Um, our friend Matthias Bonici is making Zero Day War, which is kickstarting right now. You can check that out. Um, and uh, Kurt from Smirk and Dagger showed us a brand new game, which I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it, but he's got a couple of new ones in the works. So be uh, stay tuned for us to talk about those real soon. And we want to remind everybody that if you want to become a patron of this show, you can just go to our website and click on become a patron today. And what that does for you is it gives you access to dozens of episodes of our patron only podcast called bonus, 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 bonus points. points. Bonus points are a lot of fun. They're kooky uh, um, podcasts that are about basically any topic we want, often game adjacent. Uh, it's a more casual experience with us as a group. Uh, it also gives you access to our patron only discord channel which we are uh, on quite frequently and it helps us keep the lights on here so thank you so much for uh our patrons we really appreciate you guys and if you ever want to know if we've reviewed a game just go to our website type in the game in our search bar and the episode that it was on will pop up if we have reviewed it it's a really convenient way to check if we've reviewed a game thanks everybody for listening thanks everyone thank you Our next game up is Sky Team, designed by Luc Raymond, published by Scorpion Mask in 2023, number of players two, ages 14 and up, playtime 15 minutes. All right, Mike, what's in the box? The cover of the box shows the busts of back-to-back airline pilots whose demeanor seem extremely calm considering how fast and furious and off-tilt their jumbo jet is approaching the runway. Inside, we see a control panel, an airplane access disc, four pilot dice, and four co-pilot dice, two screens and player aids, uh, they double as both, I guess, um, an altitude track, uh, one approach track from Montreal to YUL, I'm not sure where that is, um, 12 airplane tokens, two aerodynamics markers, a brake marker, three coffee markers, very important coffee, four mm-hmm. modules, 10 switches. Uh, one traffic die, two re-roll markers, and two, yeah, count them, two rule books. And that's what's in the box. <laughs> YUL is um, uh, uh, Montreal Airport.
Oh, that's the oh. abbreviation for Montreal. Okay, yeah. thank you, thank you. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> well, be- sure, I just saw that in the list. <laughs> Before we tell you if we landed this baby safe and sound, Evan, pull out the flight manual quick. Check the rules. <laughs> Good thing there are two books. <laughs> Sky Team, it's a cooperative game exclusively for two players in which you play a pilot and co-pilot at the controls of an airliner. Your goal is to work together as a team and land your airplane in different airports around the world. To land your plane, you secretly roll three dice and then place them one at a time. The players must assign the dice to the best possible spaces in your cockpit to balance the axis of your plane, control its speed, deploy the flaps, extend the landing gear, contact the control tower to clear your mm. path, and even have a little coffee to Im- or, or FICA to improve your concentration <laughs> enough to change the value of your dice. That's handy. If the aircraft mm. tilts too much and stalls or overshoots the airport or, you know, collides with another aircraft, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say what they said. You lose the game and your pilot's license and probably your life. jeez. <laughs> oh, High stakes in this game. <laughs> so from Montreal to Tokyo, each airport offers its own set of challenges. Watch out for the turbulence as this could end up being a bumpy ride. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, looking at this instrument panel board, Mm. it looks complicated. I'm surprised you can play this in 15 minutes. (laughs) So let's talk about the look of this game. Uh, We played it um, in person. You guys played it. And Mm -hmm. uh, what did you think of it? Uh, Yeah, we also played it on Board Game Arena as well. So I picked up a copy and we played it on Board Game Arena. And I think, uh, like you mentioned, the the graphics are kind of cool because that center board Looks like something you might find in, a, in an airplane car. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. It's very yeah. cool looking. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the central board. Like there's a, like as the planes are approaching the airport, they have like plane meeples on there. And the, there's these little long cards that kind of slide in as yeah. you play. It's cool. The, through uh, the top and bottom. Through the top, right? Yeah, right through the yep. top. And that's where you position your plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Your little that's, plane um, meeple. Yeah, it kind of like uh, those planes, I think, represent like congestion at the airport that you have right. to clear out. Um, yeah, those, that, that represent that track and on, uh, on the upper left side represent your distance to the airport. And those planes, those are planes in a way, while the, mm-hmm. the right side represents your, your altitude and it's slowly decreasing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah it's cool. Coming it's cool. in for the landing. That is, that is so cool. You can't really manipulate the altitude. You are going down no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and the plane kind of up to you to, to get all the other factors all lined up perfectly mm-hmm. when the plane athlete, you know, hopefully lands on wheels. Yeah, it just goes to show you how many things are going on when you're talking about an airport. You know, you got your, your speed, your altitude, the congestion at the airport, you know, like. Just all the factors of you flying your own plane while all that other stuff is going on. It's like, it's very cool. There's like a um, uh, a tilt meter too. I don't know. Uh, yaw. I don't know what the word is for it in air. Turned <laughs> indicator. Oh, yeah. The, uh, where it basically shows like uh, like the horizon line and how yeah. your plane is yes. like lined up against yeah. it. Yeah, it now, indicates it, the plane attitude. <laughs> It looks yes. like it's a really cool looking game, and it looks like you keep your dice secret from your co-pilot. Mm-hmm. You do. 
Yeah, what? You, you do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, this co-op has restricted communication. Oh, and I okay. need a, a rules correction. I said three dice. It's four dice, actually. It's four dice. Okay. Per person, so there's a correction there. But yeah, it's restricted communication because you can talk about strategy before you roll your dice and start placing your dice. Mm -hmm. So at least you have that. You know, yeah. you can take a look yeah, at where, where you are with things, and, and we, I can say, hey, Ed, we need to you know, reduce our speed a little here and make sure that, you know, we get these flaps down and, mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's, let's steady out the right. plane. And or, or maybe help get clear out one of the planes if you can. And, uh, yeah, it's like, um, and if I have anything that's over, I'll try to do some coffee break stuff. Right. Yeah. And then so once it, you, it, you, you can do all your, they call it the strategy phase. And mm -hmm. it's like, you do all your, comp, you know, your discussion and what you want, like to accomplish that turn. And then as soon as you guys roll your dice into those little secret, little cubby holes, yep. Silence. Yeah, that's <laughs> which is kind of counterintuitive. You do your thing, and then it's like, okay, um, now it's back to communicating time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's it feels counterintuitive because you know you'd think the more communication, the better. But I, I maybe it's trying to represent like the split second decisions where you now you're have so time. busy. Yeah, you're so yeah. busy. Right. That's what I. That's what I gathered from it. Yeah, it's um, kind of like in the zone. They're doing their thing. They're following the procedures. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're just like they've done this. They're professional. They've done this thousands of times. So now they're just like, okay, they're just like muscle memory, just doing it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And it prevents one player from kind of taking over the whole game. If you were to sure. openly communicate mm -hmm. during the whole time, kind of one person potentially could just run the whole show. Yeah, quarterback exactly. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. quarterbacking. Yeah. yeah, the coffee is essential too because not all the roles I, you I get. I love that there's yeah. coffee meeples and that uh -huh. they go on the board yeah yes. exactly like how like i guess how it's supposed to represent how sharp you are able to make quicker like changes to your decisions because it all they do is like alter your dice a little bit yes. um but that can make all the difference oh you know? gosh oh yeah it does being able to manipulate a plus one minus one mm -hmm. awesome awesome yeah. sauce there's also for those really tricky situations there's a re-roll mm -hmm. yes yeah that's right yeah, this roll is totally bo bogus. I have to re-roll the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Originally, I asked you guys if there's like, could you add in like, um, be could you add in special feature cards to this game? Like, uh, your co-pilot is drunk, or <laughs> <laughs> or you have yeah, or you horrible virus running through the plane. Oh man, there could, there definitely could be just gusts of wind and like turbulence and stuff. They could add stuff like that into the yeah. game if they wanted to. Sure, um, but there is things in in the extra game. I mean, we played it in the the. The simpler modes, the simpler airports, the uh -huh. lighter imports. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. it's a nice little touch that they have the airport code at the top of those cards. Mm -hmm. mm. But it got uh, one with more stuff going on. I'm sure. There's there's a stack of cards that add some like special rules to it, and then there's there's like even a an ice mode where like you have to worry about you know <laughs> one of the de icer. Uh -huh. Oh man. Okay. So yeah. does this make you more frightened of flying or less after playing this game? <laughs> more. Yeah, more, more definitely. More. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to think my pilots are just pushing a button waiting for the plane to land rather than having to see all the stuff they have to focus on when they're trying to land the plane. I know. Looking inside of a plane oh. cockpit is terrifying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, there's a lot of knobs and switches, that's yep, for sure. Switches. Right? <laughs> like, oh, that's a nice little touch. They add like little toggle switches in there. It's like mm -hmm. it's just a little cardboard piece and a slap. But it's like hardly satisfying squeaking it over. I'm sure. Light oh, yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. it's a very interactive board, mm -hmm. which is really neat. Yeah. yeah. 
Who doesn't but, love an interactive board, you know, ever since uh -huh. Mousetrap, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, true there's, there's a couple roles on the board that didn't seem like they necessarily did much, but you had to fulfill them before you could land the plane. So it kind of felt like, oh, no, I'd rather be like straightening the plane out than dumping a die into this space here. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you have to do it, you know, <laughs> so it's it makes it tough. Yes. Yeah. You have to meet all the requirements for a safe landing. All of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and wow. some of those uh, those modes and those little things you're doing, you land because you're bringing down the landing gear. It has a subtle effect. It, it reduces uh, the the amount, of, uh, say, increases the amount of speed you have to have mm -hmm. uh, or engine power you have to have in order to actually move forward. Because mm -hmm. you know that's representing the drag of of um, you know, putting your your down. And the same thing with the flap. The flaps start moving your your upper rings up. So you're, you're gonna be once you have your flap down, it's really hard to move double spaces up ahead. Right, exactly. The the p the parts of the board aren't just places to throw your dice in; they actually interact with each other. So you don't want to just I'm gonna finish this objective and then that objective and then that objective. You know, it's kind of like I kind of gotta do everything a little bit in balance to make sure you know that everything's working properly. And I I think the other thing that's kind of cool is that that satisfying. Um, Feeling you get when okay everything just worked right we're all silent we're doing our steps and everything clicked in together and we kind of just look at each other and go yep that was it like, that's what we wanted to do you're like please Evan have a five please have a five <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> is there a coffee I can turn my four into a five yeah okay. that's true yeah <laughs> okay explorers it's time to dig up or bury Sky Team Evan Sky Team it's good all around it's a fun game and with more challenging airports to land at it definitely asks you begs you to come back to try for more difficult scenarios so dig it up 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 and away <laughs> ed i'm a flight sim fan so i was already pulling for the theme <laughs> the aesthetic the play the option to explore has me putting my headset on to call out American 2543, ready to dig up a landing at wow. WGF. <laughs> you sound like a pro. Holy moly. Yeah. I know, seriously. Ed. Yeah, and uh, you may have missed your calling as a pilot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike? This game was gorgeous. Like it, it, They fit so much into such a small amount of space, which I loved. Um, and I kind of felt more like an air traffic controller than a pilot sometimes. Um, there was definitely the appropriate amount of tension. Um mm -hmm. Some of the roles were about luck, uh, but it wasn't so much that it made me feel like it was out of my hands. Um, and I don't think they wasted anything here, like any space or any role. So I, I, I loved it. Dig it up. And what games do you pull out for co-op team-ups? Let us know. We are at Which Game First on social media. Our last game up this week is Wizards of the Grimoire, designed by Cole Banning and Joe Banning. Published by Grimoire Games in 2022, number of players, two, ages 10 and up, playtime, 20 to 40 minutes. <gasps> Mikey, what's in the spooky box? The cover of the box introduces us to a black hooded wizard hunched over an enormous crystal ball set back into the inky darkness. As we peer inside, we discover a 60-card spell deck, a 60-card mana deck, and two player aid cards. And that's what's in the box. 
before we tell you if this game spells trouble. Spells <laughs> trouble. Sorry, I, I should get it. See what I did there? Evan, <laughs> summon the dark rules. <laughs> Wizards of the Grimoire. <laughs> it's a two-player strategy card game where each player is an apprentice with years of tutelage under the late Archmage Andor. Rest in peace, Andor. poor Andor. It's come to this. Andor's two protégés must now become rivals in battle to determine who will become the next Keeper of the Grimoire. (laughs) Fulfill your destiny. Become the Keeper of the Grimoire by defeating your opponent. Draft new spells from the Magical Grimoire. Cast them. Manage your cooldowns. And deal massive amounts of damage. So each turn, You're going to draft one new spell to be added to your spell repertoire. But be warned, your opponent has access to the same spells as you do. So you got to choose the spells you want before your opponent does. Mm -hmm. Continue updating your spell repertoire throughout the game to optimize your deck and counter your opponent. Now, in order to cast spells, you will use them to deal devastating damage or confuse (laughs) and trip up your opponent. More expensive spells will have a larger impact on the game, but they'll cost you more mana and have a longer cooldown. Cool down. Yeah. You can cast as many spells as you like on your turn so long as you have enough mana and the spells aren't in cooldown. Find spell combinations that work together. Time them correctly to increase your damage to, or to counter your opponent. Be the first wizard apprentice to eliminate your opponent's life points to become Keeper <laughs> of the Grimoire. Keeper. Grimoire. Grimoire. I like that. I, I like that from now on we say Grimoire. Grimoire. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It adds to it. Yeah, definitely. We played this game on Board Game Arena. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys uh, like the look and play on there? Looks great. I, I love yeah. these character, caricatures. They're detailed and each card's unique i don't believe there's any repeating cards i didn't see any yeah repeating art or anything nothing and and each one is is fantastic uh Mm -hmm. dynamite characters just right into the you know to the fadeaway backgrounds of each one it was i I spent as much time kind of looking at the pictures (laughs) as i did reading the cards yeah Yeah, it it looked like an an adventure story you know when you flip the pages and you can you know there's one piece of art that tells you what's happening in the scene like that's what mm-hmm. it felt like to me. Like you were actually reading a book of somebody's adventures. Yeah, mm-hmm. and c- yeah. kudos to the font choice. I don't think I've ever seen that font. Might be an original where the R extends like that. Oh, yeah. uh, and it, but it was very readable, even though it looked fantasy like. So that mm-hmm. was very cool. They made a good choice on that as well, um, because a lot of this is uh, reading because the all of the instructions for the card are right on the card, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. So it has to be both clear and have room for the art. You know, yeah, which, I like how they went um, with a very like streamlined uh, view of the the icons on the card. There's only a couple of icons yes. on the card you really need yeah. to worry about. So the the art looked relatively uncluttered. Uh, uncluttered. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, MTG. I mean, I don't want to make any enemies here, but <laughs> MTG is really crowding uh, uh, the art and writing a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it mm-hmm. didn't used to, but now, you know, everything's getting a little more, you know, every single card is like yeah. so complicated <laughs> that mm-hmm. there's not enough, uh, space, you know, to really enjoy the art a lot of times. So this is a much, uh, nicer layout than that, in my mm-hmm. opinion, and the, and plenty of room to describe that what's happening and show art mm-hmm. and not too many icons. I, I agree with that, <laughs> <laughs> which I like. Mm-hmm. All right, so guys, how did the play go? You pick a set of spells, and then you kind of work with them. Now, Ed, it says you can switch out spells during the game, but I didn't notice a lot of that. 
Well, I mean, there, there, there's, there's kind of a market of spells. Like there are only spells you have available for you. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there are ways to manipulate which spells are available. Mm-hmm. I felt like I bought my spells at the beginning. And mm-hmm. like by round three, I had all the spells I was going to have for the game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more like action efficient to just buy the set of spells that you want and then just use those. But so like replacing a spell kind of wastes the actions you use mm. to get that first spell. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's worth it, you know, depending on what kind of uh, what kind of interactions your cards are going to have with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I changed out a little bit. Right. It, it, it's kind of, you no, know, hey, it's another decision to make. It's a, you're giving up a little tempo in order to uh, expand your options. Mm hmm. I found that having a balance between spells that can do some good damage Mm -hmm. and spells that can manipulate where your mana is Mm -hmm. to be a really nice combo. Because once you spend um, a bunch of mana on a card, it takes that mana length of rounds before mm-hmm. you can use it again so if it costs mm-hmm. four you can't use it for four rounds the cool right. down right. the dreaded cool down oh my yep, gosh yep. it was brutal but if you had a way to manipulate with another card or manipulate where you you know the, to lower the countdown essentially by moving mana cards off of it that lowers the countdown that was really handy oh yeah yeah it is and it's kind of interesting the, the, the cost of a card is not how much mana um, but it's how many cards of mana that you can play on it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have That's to right. go all the way on these cards. No, you could just like, oh, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm going to go with a, a bunch of fours, or it could be just to be a bunch of ones. Mm-hmm. Right, you, you right. Don't know. Yeah, right. I dumped ones into powering my spells, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you and use save. ones for mana, and you save those big three and fours for straight for the, damage. Yeah, for the damage. Yeah, right. or sometimes, yeah, exactly. Sometimes cards have a requirement of, a number, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes you're just a number of cards. Mm. So, you know, and sometimes you want the lower ones. Sometimes you want the higher ones, depending on what you're doing. So I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. Yeah, depending on what you're doing. And mm-hmm. um, boy, this game really gets rolling once once you have all, was it six year cards? Is you have a six oh, uh, yeah. spells in front of you? I think, I, mean, I think it's five. Oh, is it five? Okay. I think so. The uh, But in the first couple of rounds, you know, you're kind of just going along and just dealing with the, the, the few spells that you have. Yeah, but then when you've got the engine. full, you've got the full panoply of spells at your disposal. Oh man, everything, everything accelerates. Yeah, oh, it's like oh, s- eleven points of damage in one round. Right, and, ah. and oh, I yeah. think what is our hit points to begin with? 30? 60 30. we started with. No, thirty. I think. I think no, started, maybe sixty. Yeah, 60. Yeah, maybe. yeah, we were. 60. But it accelerates. At first, you're doing two, three points of damage, maybe, and yeah. then at some point, you're doing fifteen points of damage. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, you got to wait and you're picking them off. And, yep. and yep. yeah, it's it's a, it was an interesting blend of manipulating stuff in oh, your yeah. hand. But it wasn't too much. It wasn't too much to be like, oh, no, I forgot about this thing. You know, mm. it wasn't like you've got so much going on that you can't maximize your efficiency. Although there is like uh, a timing thing you have to be worried about. Because sometimes like you'll have cards that manipulate how fast or slow a card can like regenerate itself to be able to be used again but your real trick is to get the timing to where all the things you want to do are kind of available at the same time so your combos work yeah so exactly because you know like because i all i did was synergy in my stuff i was trying to get combos that let me if i do if i can do this then i can do that for free and if that happens this next thing can happen for free you know what i mean so i was spending a lot of time lining things up 
Oh, yeah. When I was playing this game, I played against Celeste and yeah. played against Mike. And while I was playing, I was thinking, oh, man, Mike is, you know, <laughs> Mike <laughs> is having a field day probably playing this game. Oh, know, yeah. Figuring out like how to how to unleash, I don't know, some kind of 25 point damage. I did some massive. Yeah. <laughs> build up of so many rounds. You know me. And there is a bit of randomness to the game as well, because mm -hmm. that mana deck has values from one to four in it. Mm -hmm. and there's not all that many fours in it. So you can just, if you just yeah. draw a bunch of yeah. ones, yeah. and you're like, oh, M M Mikey just played a third four. I mean, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Evan and I had a very close game, and I would have beaten him. Oh, I was like, so if I, I was, it was like, it ended up being like something four to zero by the time we were done. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I misread one of my cards and didn't quite <laughs> play it the right way. Oh. But I understood that I didn't play it the right way. It's not mm -hmm. like I was confused, you know, right. and, and it, it's really straightforward. And I appreciated that mm -hmm. about this game. But Mike, yes, you're predisposed to finding combos, but <laughs> this game is going to bring out the combo player in oh, everybody. Yeah. Oh, you can't help mm. but have combos in this game. You have to. You <laughs> yeah, won't you win. Can, yeah. Yep. True story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Wizards of the Grimoire. Ed? Uh, well, two wizards entrenched in a spell duel is not exactly a new thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the art and card play, however, was very fun. And I enjoyed delving into the, the theme with the card trying to outmaneuver my opponent. It may not be the deepest, most exciting version of this type of game I played, but it was also very easy to get into mm -hmm. without a massive investment of looking over 10,000 cards. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So I'll give it a light dig for when only a quick bell will do. <laughs> Magic missile. Magic missile. Yeah. Magic missile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan. Wizards of the Grimoire. While, it, while, yes, you can play it basically, but it does touch on some more advanced levels of strategy that maybe some other lighter wizard-themed cards game have. Uh, the game takes a little time and patience. I think there's a decent amount to read. You want to read every card possible and come up with those killer combinations. This may not be for the lightest of gamers, but for all others, you can safely dig this up. Mike? This was a beautiful game like with a storybook look to it. And there were lots of combos and synergies to discover here, which is totally my jam. Uh, the way the mana was used was a little clunky, but kind of made sense after a while. But that did not ruin it for me. I definitely dig this up. Interestingly, we didn't mention, but there is actually a little rating on the card that tells you how complicated the card is, like beginner oh. <laughs> or advanced. And it's a, it's a little it's a little cross at the bottom right. Oh um, yeah, right. I love the jump right in aspect of this game. Yes, mm. it is true. We have played a lot of wizard combat card games, <laughs> a lot, but I do really like how you just get in and get going on this one. I would gladly pull this one out for any of my friends or family because it's very simple and you can get it done very quickly. I'm surprised it says 20 to 40 minutes because I don't think... You'd, I'd be surprised if this game took 40 minutes. I mm. will dig it up. What is your favorite spell combo? Let us know. We're at which game first? And <laughs> that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you've done. If you like, if you would like more perks and content from our show, 
Just go to our website, click on Become a Patron today, and for $3 a month, you'll get access to our patron-only podcast, Bonus Bonus Points. (laughs) Join our chat on our Discord server. We're always hanging out there. We are at Which Game First on Facebook and Instagram. Happy gaming, explorers. Oh, uh, would you like some tea or (laughs) perhaps a little sweet? It is fine. It is FICA after all. (laughs) Where's our team? Sky team, trying to fly your plane without crashing and burning. Sky team. <laughs> <laughs>